Hey, Tony, I like video games. Well, hello there, Jake, I like video games too. And this is a brand new episode of Hey, I Like That Game. Hey, I like that game, the podcast. Let's start the show. Nice. That was good. I liked that one. <laughs> that was pretty good. It's it's very thematic. <laughs> very thematic. Quite, for... <laughs> quite thematic because uh, Rise of Skywalker came out only 10 months ago. <laughs> uh, how, are th- how are things going, Jake? Oh, things are going all right. Uh, I just got back from a little, little camping trip with my now fiance. That's right. Congratulations are due to Jake. He is now an engaged man. Congratulations. All, all grown up. Uh, yep. But yeah, it was very exciting. But been doing that, you know, uh, hanging out at home a lot, as uh, we've all been doing for the past while now, playing a lot of video games. Have you been playing? Have you been playing any video games, Tony? Well, it's it's funny it's funny you ask. Um, I do happen to play a lot of video games. Uh, I have three that I want to talk about here. Um, the first being uh, Deep Rock Galactic. Um, mm. This game is so good. I I honestly think it's one of the best co-op video games I've ever played. Like ever. Like all time great co-op game. It's uh, every class plays so differently and offers you a lot of different ways to be helpful to your team and, and in your own special way. So, like, every class feels different and viable and helpful, which is, that's kind of the whole point of the game. Um, there's a lot of different mission types and biomes that always keep things fresh, um, which they're constantly um, supporting. They just dropped in uh, two more mission types just last week. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, so it, I think it's now up to seven different mission types uh, that you can get into, and there's a lot of uh, a lot of mutators that come into that. Um, every level is procedurally generated as well, so even if you replay you know, the exact same mission again, mm-hmm. uh, it's not going to be the same. I had a couple of instances mm-hmm. uh, this past week where I was playing with some friends, uh, you know, trying to do some really hard content, and you'll know, fail the couple different times uh because like the the stage itself was laid out in, in a really difficult manner we requeue it up every time and it would be different and it's like oh this stage layout's a little bit better for us maybe we'll we'll be uh you know more successful uh it, it's pretty great uh it's one of those games um kind of like a lot of other procedurally generated games you know roguelikes and, and such there's there's so many little things to learn there's a lot of things to unlock that kind of um makes extends that gameplay for you so every time you come back to the game there's a lot of stuff that you can be working towards so it kind of keeps you working you know that's kind of like the 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 um the thrust of the game is you know good work um mm-hmm. i really like this game this is it's a hundred percent going to be on my game of the year list uh, i don't know Ooh. where yet but yeah this this game is fantastic uh it's yeah. really good i like I could try to describe how the game works, but I think uh, all of our listeners should just go look up videos of this game and, and just mm-hmm. watch it in action because it's it's a very unique unique genre of game. Um, I think the closest comparison so far as like feeling and gameplay is probably Left for Dead, but there's just so much more to it than that. Yeah, it's like it's like Left for Dead plus Minecraft plus like progression like a Borderlands or even like a Destiny uh in a certain mm-hmm. sense. Um but yeah, it's it's a really cool game. Just 
it, it's worth the cost of admission for sure. Uh, I've already bought the game for two people. Just because, oh, yeah? Because <laughs> uh, I, I feel very strongly about this game, and I think it's um, the type of game where you could put a ton of hours into it and then stop playing for a while, come back to it, and it's still just as good. You know, a, a lot of games that I'll play start out really hot, and then, you know, you'll lose steam a little bit, and then it kind of just fades away into the background. Um, I feel like this game is always good to pick it up and start playing again. Uh, it's it's fantastic. Deep Rock, Deep, Deep Rock Galactic. There we go. You got it. That, that, that's the word. Um, the other game I want to talk about here, uh, Genshin Impact. So, uh, you know, this game blowing up all over the internet. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's the free-to-play, Breath of the Wild-like game. Um, it's... There's a lot of systems in this game, as most free-to-play games have, um, but I think it's pretty good. It's it's a lot more combat-focused than the exploration focus of Breath of the Wild, which isn't a bad thing. Like I think the combat in this game is, in a lot of ways, better than uh, Breath of the Wild, but mm-hmm. it's not nearly as well-designed as Breath of the Wild. You know, like uh, Breath of the Wild really encourages exploration and finding the puzzles in the world kind of by stumbling upon them and then having mm-hmm. a neat little interaction with something that is clearly well designed um, and I- enjoyable to, to you know suss out the solution. Um, there's not as much of that in Genshin Impact. Um, the way that their systems works is that they, they gate a lot of things by elemental um, attributes that are imbued to individual characters that you have to get through their gotcha mechanic. So let's say you don't have a fire character for whatever reason, you cannot interact with those fire um, elemental things in the world. They do a really good job, though, of giving you most of all the things you need through the story campaign, so you're not going to miss out on content, really, but it's going to be harder to do, or it's going to be a longer tail on it than uh, than what you would normally uh, get in a game like this. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I have to say about this game that is um, absolutely a, a, a highlight of it is the graphics. Um, you know, it is a beautiful world, well-crafted. All the characters are just really, really great looking. And the environment is great looking too. You know, it's a little bit, maybe not a little bit. It's a lot more anime than a Breath of the Wild (laughs) is. Um, but it's, but it's really cool. Like the, um, the inventiveness in some of the structures and like when you get to the top of a high location you can see down and like into the into the rest of the player world it's like oh look at all these cool things that i want to go explore um it it does really uh instill that same feeling that you get um from breath of the wild like very similar feelings there uh Mm -hmm. it's just because it's free to play because there are all these different systems on top of it it gates mm-hmm. your progress so more I like ju- like a combat game with some other mechanics on it whereas like breath of the wild is a climbing game with some other mechanics on it yeah yeah exactly i would i would definitely say that's a that's an apt uh apt uh, statement um it's uh it does you cannot say oh look at that thing over there i'm just gonna go to it mm-hmm. um things are gated by this adventure rank and there are quests and stuff that will raise that adventure rank to unlock more of the world. So it's a lot more structured than Breath of the Wild is. Like, here are the beats of the story you have to follow to make it through all the content, which I think part of the beauty of Breath of the Wild is it, it kind of uh, shies away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
this game is pretty cool. Uh, I I was talking about the elemental uh, abilities earlier. They they have awesome interactions too, kind of like spell break, what we talked about before, where you can kind of combine spells together. If you uh, are a water type uh, character, you can uh, make things wet. Then you can change to an electric type character and do extra damage to them because they are wet. You know stuff like that, like really basic, you know, elemental reactions. But it adds a nice layer of complexity to the the gameplay which i really like um it's it, the game requires a lot of um time investment to unlock everything it really um try expect- to like, squeeze some some money out of you yeah yeah but like i think part of it too is just like it it wants to slowly open up this world to you. Like I, I played maybe 10 hours of the game and just got to the multiplayer component of it, um, which seems interesting, right? But it's like, it took me that long to get there. And now I'm starting to lose steam on the game. And it's like, uh, I I don't know if I'm going to go back and and, and play with it a ton more. Um, But for a free-to-play game, I think this is a, a can't-miss. I think people should at least check this out and see if it's their cup of tea. Uh, that's Genshin yeah, yeah. Impact. That's what yeah. that's what I've heard, too. And I've heard, like, the the monetization in it isn't completely prohibitive. Like, you can still, like, play the game at, like, a decent clip without yes. having to spend money on it. Yes. I but I'm sure, spe- like, with, like, the multiplayer stuff, I'm, I'm sure they, like, really push the monetization there. Yeah, I, I would think so. I mean, like, the big thing that you get from um, the gotcha mechanic, you know, the, the loot boxes, if you will, is, like, characters. They uh, – you can get really, really strong characters from that. But, mm-hmm. like I said before, you unlock – everything that you need to complete the game as far as i know through just story quests and stuff like that so um Mm. if you kind of just follow the main line through the game uh you should be able to complete everything without spending a dime um it may just require some grinding here or there but you know it's this is one of the better um free-to-play games that i've seen uh so definitely check it out um the last thing I want to talk about is, uh, and I've talked about it before on the show, but I've, um, but I got to talk about it again is Hades. Um, Hades. Hades, Hades has come into 1.0. Uh, I think that was like a month or so ago, maybe longer. Um, I've been playing this game for a long time because I got in on the early access of it. I love mm-hmm. Supergiant Games. They're one of my favorite developer publishers out there. They're it, they're fantastic and this mm-hmm. game is is probably their best i mean now now that i've played a lot more of it i've kind of seen i've i've rolled credits on it uh so um, that doesn't mean the game is over but like the mm-hmm. main story is complete for me now yeah um, i just got the the roll credits actually playing last night yeah yeah it's um it's really really good so um, good it's so it's, good <laughs> like I've hit the point now where I can clear the game basically at will if I have, mm-hmm. you know, a, if I have my preferred weapons and start building towards certain types of builds, um, mm-hmm. I can I can clear it at will basically even with higher heat gauges. Um, and it's this game reminds me of something that I learned while playing Monster Hunter is. Um, there's like gates of understanding. Like when I first started playing this game, I could barely get to Hades. And Mm -hmm. after Mm -hmm. I figured out certain strategies and, uh, God pairings that work well together, the clear that I had last night, I didn't 
die once like i Mm -hmm. i cleared it no problem at like a heat gauge of like five like no problem and it's like that's a testament to um the systems that they've put in place in the game that reward you for playing more you know through the mirror upgrades and upgrades you can do to your weapon aspects um but it's the game's about knowledge you know learning different enemy types the bosses engagement strategies like I learned something last week that blew my mind apart that you can charm uh, Theseus and when yeah, he does somebody uh somebody on our Discord channel put Yeah, that yeah. There. and now I use that every time I can. Oh yeah, absolutely. You can charm Theseus while he does his god call power and mm. uh, it will hurt him. So if you are lacking damage, like if your build is lacking damage, you can always try to get the um, Aphrodite god call to charm mm-hmm. something and as soon as he does that god call about halfway down his um, hp bar you can Basically charm him finish him off almost almost completely with that one move right exactly and it's like um relatively easy and i would have never thought to do that unless you know a friend of mine told me so like there's there's that kind of stuff and i, and I found a couple of things in it as well like i i don't want to spoil anything for you um but there's a lot of cool little strats um mm-hmm. There's also a lot of long-term goals in the game, kind of like what I was talking about with Deep Rock Galactic, that there's always something you can be doing to progress, you know, progressing a relationship with a certain character or getting more upgrades, uh, maxing out your trinkets. There's, you know, um, the training guy, was it Scully or... um, I think that's it, yeah. I think it's Scully. Like, he has some challenges for you too. So, like, there's a lot of stuff like i've put almost 60 hours into this game at this point and i still have a lot of things to unlock which is great you know it's mm-hmm. uh it's it's really really good um this is currently my game of the year i don't see anything Ooh. in the next I, I don't see anything in the next two months that are going to uh beat this game out um you know this game, Deep Rock Galactic, and like the Final Fantasy VII Remake are all kind of fighting for what my number one spot uh, this year would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now, I think Hades has it. It's it's really friggin' cool. You've been playing a bunch of it too, right? Yeah, yeah. Hades has been uh, one of my very much go-to games uh, since it came out, like between last episode and this one. I've played more of that than, than anything else. Um, yeah, I just got my credits roll um, last night. And I'm, I'm kind of with you where once you get to a, a certain level in the game, kind of in the understanding, you are able to clear it pretty, I don't want to say easily because it's still a challenge, of course, but like pretty frequently. And I really like that in the game. It's so common for roguelikes to basically like always have like a 10% chance of clearing based yeah. on the RNG. But with Hades, um, you pretty much almost always able to make a build that's going to carry you to the end once you kind of get the understanding of the game yeah Um, once once you kind of figure out what gods work well together and what mm -hmm. works well with your style you can they give you a lot of tools to make sure you get down that pathway on your build and there's so many different weapons and Mm -hmm. builds you can make where you're always going to like the play style is always going to feel different there's even variants on each of the weapons which makes the gameplay different and that makes so much more replayability and so much more like depth in understanding how to play the game and like how to best optimize each weapon, um, getting your movement correct where it needs to be. And like one of the things I know it was like tough for me, I like really didn't pay attention to at the beginning of the game, but now I it's like ingrained in my mind is um, you do extra damage if you attack an enemy from the rear. 
Mm-hmm. And like, it's something that just like when you're first starting, there's so much crap going on that it's so hard to like keep straight in your brain. But especially with some of the other, like more ranged weapons, it's something that like I find myself really being able to utilize now. And that just kind of comes with experience. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Um, two things I want to, I want to make sure that we mention um, mm-hmm. the story of this game is done better than any roguelike ever. Like yes. this is the best, the best story in a roguelike. Cause it evolves seen. from run to run. Yes. It's the, you never see the same writing twice every character every decision every time you die or beat a boss or something like that the game knows it and reacts to it yep. it is um it is incredibly impressive what supergiant games has done when it comes to storytelling in this game I, I i honestly think it's a gold standard of games of this nature how to tell a story and keep me engaged as soon as i started to figure out how i could clear the game um, like as soon as I strung together like two clears in a row, I was like, okay, I'm going to push through and I want to see this story. And it really kept me going back to it. Like I wanted to see what's, what was going to happen next with Zagreus, Zeus, or not uh, Zagreus, Zeus to a certain extent, um, Hades, uh, Persephone, you know, all, all of these gods that are, uh, in- inhabiting this realm. Um, it's, it's really cool, and I know there's more stuff in here, uh, more story stuff that I'm, I'm itching to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I think it's, I, I think it's genius. Uh, yeah. I do also want to ask you: Do you have a favorite build right now? Do you have a thing that uh, oh. you keep going back to? So one of the things the game does, which I like to kind of keep you playing different weapons, is they'll give you, they'll like assign one of the weapons to have a bonus each run and i just always go with that weapon just for the matter of keeping things keeping things fresh um i think the most fun i had with a build was using the shield Mm because it's um like a normal attack you got like a a block and dash but then they give you like a captain america shield throw where you like throw it it bounces between enemies it comes back to you so with that build i just put like everything into my shield throw like bonus damage um upgrading it so it hit more enemies and stuff like that and I think I got, like, my second or third clear with that build, but it was so much fun. And I've tried Mm -hmm. using the shield again, like, making that build happen. It's never been, like, as powerful or as fun. But I'm a big fan. A big fan of the shield and of the the bow and arrow. Yes, I I will agree on the bow and arrow. I really like that. I got my first two clears with the shield as well. Shield is a really Mm -hmm. good, it's a solid weapon. I really like, I like the bow and arrow a lot, too. I I like the bow and arrow a lot, too. Um, But the, the build that I found that, like made everything click for me you may not have it unlocked yet but um for the rail gun mm-hmm. the 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 unlockable aspect it's like the aspect of lucifer uh-huh it's, i have not a, i have not, i have used the rail gun a few times it's probably my least favorite weapon <laughs> yeah it it was mine too until i unlocked this aspect of lucifer which changes uh-huh. your shot to be like a beam just like a straight Ooh. beam and then you have your special like shoots out kind of a grenade that pulses damage and then if mm-hmm. you shoot it with the laser it explodes okay um, that's cool yeah it's it's really really nice and then um you couple that with uh 
a strategy I found with the the duo perks, the two duo boons, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite pairing is Zeus and Artemis. Um, you know the the bouncing damage and lightning strikes of Zeus, and then mm-hmm. like the high crit, high burst damage of Artemis. Um, those two work really well with that weapon. And then you put on top of that. Um, their duo boon is um, it's called lightning rod and basically what it does is when you send out your cast um, it'll like go it'll embed itself into an enemy but as soon as it breaks out you can collect it again to cast it again but with lightning rod if you leave your casts on the play field they become lightning rods so they will um, you know strike lightning at each one of those casts and it's a pretty wide berth of where that strike happens in relation to your cast Mm -hmm. so imagine having five casts like five gems in the field having you know 50 percent dual strike in terms of like lightning bolts adding you know more bounces to it jolt damage to it. it it becomes um absolutely um overwhelming for enemies uh because you're just dashing around shooting out specials that do you know pulsating damage or explode for big damage mm-hmm. at the same time you throw out all of your casts and then those get littered on the play field so everything is always getting hit by lightning or one of your specials and your concentrated laser beam ramps up in damage the longer you focus on a target mm-hmm. so it's all your trash mobs are getting taken out by lightning strikes uh, you can focus on movement uh, not getting hit and when you find your opening unloading on the boss and doing you know you can do like a quarter of Hades life bar uh, if you have the right build you know in a couple of seconds it's bonkers um, yeah that, that's what I go for now like I, I go mm-hmm. for the Zeus and Artemis build trying to get that lightning rod like I yeah one one run I was able to get it like in the first area in the first level and the game was trivial after that like i, d- I barely even needed any other upgrades because it's so strong but um that's my hot tip hot Zeus- tip. my uh, my hot tip is always try to get increased number of dashes yep that's that i think the single most important upgrade you can get in a run uh, from my my like play perspective and um whenever there's a chaos gate i always i always take the chaos gates I do the same. I think the other like really good general tip for people is if you see a hammer, which augments your um, your basic weapons uh, mm-hmm. abilities, always take it. Always, yep. It's, always go for that too. So we've kind of like kind of like fell into similar like finding like similar important things in the game as far as like getting to the like power level you need. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. But like, it's a very good game. At, as that heat gauge goes up, though, it gets it gets really hard. Like I've tried, mm-hmm. I can't remember if it was level six or level seven heat, but like it's tough. It's the tough. highest I've been to is is five, but I like that. So the heat uh, level is basically you get to choose modifiers to your run that make it more difficult, um, and some of them are pretty pretty cool and inventive. It's not just like enemies have more health or there are more enemies. There's other other aspects there like one makes a timer for how long you can spend on each level one uh like makes the traps in the in the level do more damage to like a lot more damage we're talking um, like 300 percent more yeah. damage and it's really cool it's a really great way of doing the incremental increase in difficulty that games like uh, like monster train will do but i like that yep. it lets you customize it yeah absolutely and, and it benefits you for it um the the one level or the one heat 
mutation that I haven't tried yet that I'm kind of itching to. Um, there's one that gives bosses additional moves. So I, may- that was like the first one I tried. Um, yeah. And I like it. I pretty much like always have that have that highlighted now. I think it's a very interesting and cool uh, way of increasing the difficulty. Yeah, it, it's it's fascinating that you can just add more to the depth of gameplay through those mutations. Because kind of like you said, I'm so used to mutations being a here's a stamp standard percent increase in damage or mobs or whatever. This is like, oh, we're gonna change boss mechanics. Um, to make it harder, mm-hmm. I, I think that's genius. I think it's absolutely genius. Um, I think this game also, the way that they have it set up, is ripe for um, adding DLC to it. You know, mm-hmm. more more story, maybe even more gods and boons. You know, th- there's a lot of opportunity with this game, um, and I will be buying whatever they're selling. You know, day one. Uh, yeah, this, agreed. This game, it's my favorite roguelike of all time. Like, not even a question. You know, I just recommended to a friend to play um uh wizard of legend uh mm-hmm. and a like, very very similar game yeah in terms of like the the kinetic action there like very similar but i think um the action between the two games are comparable but every other little detail hades does better. 10 times better yeah <laughs> 10 times better um so yeah this this game's incredible uh so everyone should go and buy hades um yeah but oh, anyway, I'm sure we could talk about this for like a full full length episode for sure. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. We're close. Uh, we're close to having done that already. <laughs> uh, what other games have you been playing though? Yeah, yeah. So I have a uh, three other games I've been been playing. I'll try to knock through them quickly because I've been playing Hades the most. So uh, I very very recently picked up uh, Ring Fit Adventure. I've done. Yes. Uh, I've only played like three sessions so far. Uh, short answer. Uh, it's it's a it's a really cool game. It's really fun. It's very, it, it makes me work hard. I mean, I'm not, I'm in decent shape, but I'm like in good running shape. So I'm like very lanky and like no muscle whatsoever. So like having to do like the arm exercises, especially is really like causing me to sweat, but it's great. Cause like, that's the kind of stuff I need to do. And I love that there's like a little story to it. It makes it real fun to play. Um, yeah, big big fan. If you know, anybody needs to get into to wedding shape like me, or just needs something with their winter bod, a uh, big big recommend for Ring Fit. Then uh, another game I'm playing. Hold on, I can confirm that mm-hmm. Ring Fit is perfect for getting into uh, wedding shape because that's exactly mm-hmm. what I did. And basically, immediately after the wedding, I have stopped playing that game. Oh yeah, you should uh. check out his wedding photos. He's got a six pack, glistening abs. <laughs> Which is weird because who takes your shirt off during the wedding? But, <laughs> but, um, but, uh, but yeah, that game's fantastic. I just want to throw that in there. <laughs> then, uh, so, so a game you got me for my my birthday, Baldur's Gate Three. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been playing that a bit. It's been so uh, it's an early release. It's an alpha, so there are definitely a lot of bugs. I got locked inside a dungeon due to a bug. Um, like a week and a half ago, and I just like got a little frustrated and haven't played it since. There's been a lot of hot fixes, and I'm I am itching to get back into it. But like the gameplay itself, I mean, it's based on D and D Fifth Edition, so it's it's solid there. Um, but it's really it's a really really fun game, and I really like the characters. I really like the scenarios it puts you in, and it's very much like kind of like a harsh D and D campaign because like you can you can you can screw up and you can die for like doing stuff that you wouldn't normally think that would kill you in games like this like um 
I've been killed twice now just in dialogue encounters. Um, the game's going <laughs> to lie to you. It's going to try to trick you into doing things. And if you just kind of, like, go through it, kind of like I had been doing a bit as just, like, a normal sort of, let's say, like, a Bioware RPG, the game's going to punish you. And I really, really like that. And it's a really cool game. And um, I can't wait for them to kind of, like, you know optimize the code a little bit so it runs better on my on my pc which is getting getting a little old it's a bit of a bit of isn't it's twilight years this pc uh so it's been chugging along with this game and do get rid of some of the bugs um those are those are pretty glaring but it's 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 shaping up to be uh one of the best best rpgs uh i don't want to i mean that's a, i don't want to get like get ahead of myself let's say of the last few years but like we'll see how it ends up but but it's it's very good it's very fun lots of potential for that game i usually Mm -hmm. have no interest in crpgs but now that i've been in a long-term dungeons and dragons campaign myself um i i am intrigued by what this game offers especially because the production values look absolutely stunning yeah it's it, it is a stunning looking video game but yeah i mean the game needs to be optimized and bugs need to be um you know, taken care of and, and more content uh, added to it. But like the the company hasn't said anything to make me think that um, those things aren't coming. Like this is an early access game. Yes, it does cost sixty dollars to get in, and that early access which is which is a lot. Mm-hmm. But they're very forthcoming and saying like, yeah, this game's gonna break and it's gonna saves are not gonna carry over to the uh, the final release because it's. This game is in it's in development still heavily. Mm-hmm. So like I I still feel that the early access model works really well for some games and not others. I think this is one where um, it, it can work really well um, just because of the um, iterative nature of CRPGs. You know, like I, at least from an outside perspective, looking in, it seems like um, the replayability factor of these games is that's what keeps people coming back mm-hmm. um so they're doing the right things with development to add a lot of content a lot of variability um oh yeah like, so like that's that's what's important you know and they're nailing that when the full release comes out and my my save my playthrough of rick the dwarf is not able <laughs> to carry over like i am more than content to start a brand new playthrough of this game because like i'm going to do that i've already done stuff in this playthrough that is going to think drastically change things down the line um there's a a companion character that features pretty prominently in like the loading screens and like the release art and they asked me to do some stuff my character wasn't cool with so i had to kill them and like that's that's gonna like make the game be super different i think than if i do another another kind of run through and the game lets stuff like that happen um Oh, I just I don't want to like spoil stuff, but like it's it takes into account a lot of different things you'll do and a lot of different things that'll happen. This is a very robust, very cool game. Um, maybe like if you're if you're unsure, sit on it for a little bit. Like wait for maybe the full the full release, whenever that may be. But if you're at all curious or like think you would like it, I I think even if it's in its current state, it's pretty pretty dang fun. Nice. Nice, nice. Glad and then uh, last game, a little, little, little bit of continuation from our last episode where I was playing Super Mario 64. I've been, uh, I have, it's been a while, but I was playing Super Mario Sunshine. Uh, the next, the next uh, in the 3D Mario series. Um, Tony, I know you 
have strong feelings about this game. The game sucks. <laughs> Super Mario Sunshine sucks. Um, and like I know a lot of people who love this game, and without fail, they pretty much played it at release. Um, this was my first time playing it, and especially after playing Super Mario 64, this one is rough. Um, it has... Okay, like Super Mario 64, not perfect. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say this is. It's like a fantastic, flawless game. Super Mario 64. There's a lot of uh, growing pains with that series going into 3D. A lot of control issues. A lot of camera issues. But it's still impeccably designed and is so much fun. The movement and the different objectives and stars. And it gets frustrating at times, but mostly due to those issues with like the cameras and controls never really because of the game itself super mario sunshine frustrating all the damn time because of the game itself there yep. are shines in this game that are just so frustrating and not fun to do and you have to do them super mario 64 gives you uh like the ability to pick and choose which ones you want to do to get to that 70 star threshold you need um, I got all 120 stars just because I love that game so much. Um, but with Sunshine, it's you have to do, like, I think seven or eight in each level. And there's just, like, a lot of things that just really suck and really aren't fun and feel like busy work. And it has its own issues with, like, bugs happening here and there. I think I've gotten, like, stuck in level geometry before and had to reset. The camera's a little bit finicky at areas. Um... I mean, it's 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 all right. It's a it's a 3D Mario game, which means it's really cool, like with the movement still. Um, but yeah, all in all, I I I think I just got to the like boat over lava part of Corona Mountain, and I died like eight times. And I set my controller down, and I have not boot that game up in like three weeks because every time I start my Switch up, it's like oh Hades. So I just played that instead. Yep, yep, that sounds about right. Um, but I just play just play Galaxy, man. Yeah, Galaxy is such a good game. game. I, that's going to be the, the 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 culmination of this of this mini series of, uh, of games where I pl- finally play Super Mario Galaxy for the first time, which I have heard great things about. Unlike Super Mario Sunshine, I firmly stand by my um, opinion that Super Mario Galaxy is the best Mario game, um, hands down. I have not played the sequel, which I hear is better, but mm-hmm. um, out of every Mario game that I've played, and I've played a lot of them. Galaxy is um, the high water mark. I wish they sure. put. I wish they put Galaxy Two in that in that pack. Same. I would have bought it if Galaxy Two. Is it seems. That. It seems a little, a little shitty that they didn't. They didn't put yeah. that in. If it's supposed to be like all the 3D Mario games, and they don't add that one in, it's a little, yeah, a little fucked. But yeah. But anyway, that's 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 what I've been playing. Some some great games, some meh games. Uh, but after after this little break here, do you want to talk about some some Star Wars games? We absolutely will. So uh, today's episode is on Star Wars Jedi Knight: Dark Forces Two. Uh, check us out after the break, and we'll talk about the game with our guest uh ben who donated to our charity stream uh and wanted to do this episode so um thanks ben yeah thanks ben and thanks everybody Uh, who donated (laughs) yes absolutely it was so cool uh all right guys uh check us out after the break and we're gonna talk about some star wars okay bye
And welcome back, everybody, to Hey, I Like That Game. We are here talking about... Get, make, make sure I get this right, okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm checking. Wars, Jedi Knight, Dark Forces 2. Yep, yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. I... And we are here with our great guest, Ben, who donated to make this episode, uh, this game, a reality. Thank you very much, Ben. No, thanks for having me here, and uh, thanks for giving me the opportunity to go back and revisit the Star Wars game with an incredibly awkward title. Oh, yeah. Uh, this, uh... It's not necessarily an awkward title. It's presented in an awkward way where the truth of the order of the title isn't clear. We Well, we, we could firmly say that this is like one of those things where the marketing department was like, hey, we made a Dark Forces 1, right? This is totally the sequel, right? And it's like, well, kind of, it's the same main character, <laughs> but like, it's very different. It's like, we got slapped. You slap. a lightsaber now. Yeah, right? That's like, true. It's, you it's, become a Jedi in this one. As far as I know, that doesn't happen in the first one. Sure shit doesn't. Like, um, so <laughs> it's very strange. The title is very strange, but... Um, this is an interesting game. So it takes place uh, a year after the second Death Star was destroyed. So that's after Return of the Jedi. Uh, but don't worry about any of that. Don't, yeah, don't. It's all good. <laughs> none of the plot makes sense. None of it's canon. It's all a bunch of shit. The, yeah, the story... The, gone from Star Wars now. The story of this game is insane. <laughs> it's insane. Or at least maybe the characterization of it is insane. <laughs> like the I'd... characterization is is very insane. But this this story follows a very uh, tried and true Star Wars extended universe um, story structure of mysterious evil Sith Jedi guy wants to find old artifact that's going to make him super duper powerful. Because that is the plot in this game it's a plot in, i think one or two of the other star wars like dark forces series games it's in uh, knights of the old republic i think it's but in also, uh, they never ahead. really use the term sith they use the term no dark it's jedi. dark jedi it weirds me out trilogy thing right I don't know. Uh, I mean, there's probably someone out there who's probably got a better grasp of things to level on us. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Between Star Wars Jedi and Sithis. Please send send an email. <laughs> hey, I like that game at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, I feel like the Sith didn't really become like a thing until the prequel. I guess a year and, later. Like, until then, they were sort of like, yeah, Dark dark Jedi. There wasn't like a name yeah. for their thing yet. Yeah, it's. It, um, I I got yeah. thrown by the whole dark Jedi, like just like the name of this game. <laughs> like the naming conventions <laughs> throw me for a loop. It's um, like knowing more about Star Wars makes this game more confusing. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, because because they're hunting for what the Valley of the Jedi, the Valley which of the Jedi, which is like it's not really a place. It's more like a realm. Like I don't mm -hmm. know how to explain it. It checks off like several boxes. It's a place. It is also like a fountain of power or font of power, and then like it's also uh, a, a you know a, a temple or some place where the Jedi worshipped, and also yeah. represents some sort of afterlife. Like it's it is it is yeah, all things. Checks off the valley. Boxes. The valley of the Jedi was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> 
So, so can we talk about some of the ridiculous characters in this game? Before we even talk about how we play this video game, I feel like we need to talk about how this game is FMV. So, like, the story yeah. the story is very, uh, very much played out there for you it, with reality. Really, the real actors wearing, like, the shittiest spirit Halloween costume. Oh, my God. Okay, so we have we have uh, our, our main bad guy, the Dark Jedi, Jarek. Jarek. Who, who uh, my notes for him as a character is Guy Fieri with a cape. Uh, it's a shitty... <laughs> It looks like a shitty version of Jordy LaForge because he has these weird, he has this like weird tiny, tiny glasses. I kept expecting to see his eyes behind the costume, but they're still behind him. There's nothing there. Was it glasses or was it like a band that was over his eyes? At one point I was like, I was convinced that it was hair that he had done up in front of his eyes. It's like, um, yeah, like, no. like when you like looking into the clips and you have like those really like tiny like slits and glasses. Yeah. It was almost like that. And his yeah. and his cape has like flames on it or like what look like flames. They his maybe... cape drags when he walks. He must yeah. trip over that thing so much. Uh, yes. Uh, then we have our main good guy, Kyle Kinarn. Kyle Katarn. Oh, Katar. Oh, yeah. Katar. Sorry. Uh, Jesus. Okay, does it really matter? Because he's like the worst plain generic dude ever. Like he looks, he looks just like the guy from the N sixty four game. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dash Rendar. Yeah, he's he, yeah, he's just he, he is exactly the same. He is Dash. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a less charismatic Han Solo, and to make up for the lack of character and charisma, uh, they threw on a beard. Is yeah, basically mm-hmm. and. Out. And gave him a lightsaber. <laughs> You're like, hey, uh, hey, yeah, hey, I, hey, I, 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 you did some acting in some of those cutscenes, <laughs> like the one where you you fight the guy who's like just a torso with arms, and you're like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> And he's like, I'm the one who killed your father. And, like, a dude's legit crying at this point. Like, way to go, Kyle. You, you go. He also has a line where uh, him and his sidekick, Jan Ors, she swoops in to save him again. And she says something along the lines of, like, what would you do without me? And he responds with, I would be a content old man. And just, like, the way he delivers it, it was just so on point and, like, charming. And actually gave them some sense of chemistry uh, that I thought was really well done. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you have was it the the dark Jedi kids that Saris and Yun I think the guys dark Jedi kids <laughs> yeah like that's what they dark are Jedi kids <laughs> they're they're just uh, following around Jarek and they're pretty fucking lame I love the like crazy uniqueness of like some of the bosses at least at least in their like design it's nothing that you really see in other Star Wars games like yeah there are like just like, a few human looking people with lightsabers but then you have one boss fight that's against like one tiny dude and one giant dude yeah and then it's like against the affirmation guy that's just just a torso with arms Mm -hmm. and like i don't know like i just like the design of those two those those two bosses i think it's very inventive i think the rest i wish the rest of the game did like weird shit like that yeah all the main cast is like really samey and like they overact a lot in some scenes oh yeah like it's it's very campy like go back and look at like the young like the um the dark the dark jedi boy like the way he does like his hand movements for his force push it's like 
the lamest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so bad. I know exactly what you're talking about. He's like, he's so daintily like, oop. <laughs> it's so or weird. Jarek force pushes Kyle so hard he blows up his own chip. <laughs> right? The power, like, the power scale in this game is just way all over the place. But Jarek, the guy who plays Jarek, props to him. He's just chewing on the scenery oh, in yeah. every episode. He's doing oh, his yeah. best impression of Jack Nicholson playing a Sith Lord, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah, some, he's just just going all over it. Some real, like, uh, Roll Julia playing M. Bison. Yeah, exactly. movie vibes. Yeah, it's like he, he's not going to phone it in. He doesn't. He doesn't phone it in. You can't do it. Um, so, uh, Ben, I'm curious about um, when you like first played this game when you were younger. Like, what was that experience like for you? Oh man, it was like well, first time I'd seen it. Uh, you you know, obviously all the ads uh, have you carrying a lightsaber, and then when you start the game without a lightsaber, I was like, oh, like what is this? I was lied to. This is this is absolutely false advertising. But no, you got to work your way up to it, and it did a really good job. And it was just so cool to dive into the Star Wars universe. Um, as dated as the graphics look in it, it still very much feels like uh you're in the star wars universe mm -hmm. um, everything feels sort of dark and gothic and not that clean despite it being set you know years into the future or a long time ago in a galaxy far far away technically um, <laughs> but yeah the the graphics in this game uh you know they look dated now but they're like not terrible and it does um it does do some really cool things with light and shadow. Like your lightsaber lights up dark corners of the map and, and stuff yeah. like that. Really nice touch. Yeah. Really nice touch. And, and that kind of lends to your point, Ben, that like it gets you immersed in the Star Wars universe. You know, it does. Those things. Of course, a lightsaber emits light. So having that be a, like a little mechanic, they don't use it a ton, but like it's a cool thing that they do. Um, yeah, mm. that's a, it's a nice little touch. Nice little touch. And I, I like I guess the other big shooter that came out this year uh the same year as the dark forces 2 was goldeneye so like comparable oh. like this game looks a lot better than goldeneye yeah yeah, yeah the, the heads aren't as blocky that's for one yeah right uh it was also like uh quake 2 came out that year too that was also on pc i never actually played quake 2 but like from what i've seen it looks about the same as dark forces so that just might be like a pc versus console thing but like yeah like what you were saying tony this game looked pretty dang good for its time it, i i like that you brought up quake here because um that leads me to something that i really appreciate about this game is that holy shit's fast like you oh, run yeah. you oh, run yes. you, quick. you run so fast uh when you're in sprint and then when you have a lightsaber or or a really good gun you're just like running so fast through levels just pecking people down it like that part of uh, the power fantasy of it is is really great. Um, I I didn't play a lot of PC uh, shooters from this era uh, growing mm -hmm. up, but like the speed of, the speed of this game is very reminiscent of those games. You know, kind of like Doom as well. You know, plays very fast. You know, mm -hmm. um, can we talk about? Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I think it lends to it as well. And then, like, in terms of the power fantasy, I mean, you don't get it as much if you play, you know, the light side of the force. Obviously, you're given a choice at one point to either go either light side or dark side. But when you, if and when you take that dark side path, uh, that power fantasy being able to, like, chuck out force lightning, force grip guys, and then force uh, destruction, I think, was the other one, where you basically, you basically have a force rocket launcher. Um, 
yeah, is yeah, totally lends into that power fantasy and allows you to go around the level and just feel like this dark lord, uh, dark Jedi badass. So yeah. Yeah, it, like it's one of the first games I can remember where um, it really conveys a sense of power uh, as playing like a Jedi or a Sith or whatever, <laughs> a dark Jedi. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like it, it reminds me of like here are the seeds of what you know the Force Unleashed uh, is going to be like, you know? Or, oh, yeah. Or, oh, yeah, good point. Dark or, side powers are always more fun. <laughs> right, or Fallen Order, right? Like, the, just the, those, the games where you can be a Jedi and do cool stuff with the Force, this game was like, yeah, we're going to do that, you know? Which is so different than Dark Forces 1. Because I, I played Dark Forces 1 as a kid. I actually, I have a uh, funny anecdote about that game. I played it when I was young enough that... Um, I got too scared by it and I stopped playing it. Um, the scene where you're uh, in like the sewer and like the little garbage monster, you're like the little head uh, or the eye tentacle thing that like shoots up. That's uh, in a new hope. Uh, oh yeah. And the trash compactor. Yeah. 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 They, they do a scene with that and it scared the shit out of me as a kid. And I never played it again after that. Just a bunch <laughs> of games from like the nineties, like from that, like time in your life, just scare you so, so much bad. back then. Oh my God. Well, it's so like, much. uh, shadows of the empire used that exact same monster in a sewer level as well. And I remember it, it like just creeping the hell out of me when I was seven or whenever, uh, yeah. of the empire came out for us. Mm-hmm. But, so, but yeah. But like the the point being is that like that game is like a like a, a narrative first person shooter with like with some like interesting like uh, gameplay uh, storytelling right. But this game, <laughs> Jedi Knight is like this is a Jedi game. Like this is like a force powers. You have a lightsaber. Like I once I got the lightsaber, that's all I really used. I was like, yeah, of of course I'm gonna use this. Like of course all the time. I also used a lot of cheat codes. <laughs> Um, (laughs) this game was like cheat code heyday oh right yeah like like games of this era like cheat codes were a thing you know Um, we don't really have that anymore Um, you know if I'm I'm being honest I used used a few cheat codes on my playthrough of Dark Forces 2 for the podcast oh yeah that's that's what I'm saying yeah of course I did Yeah, because I um, beat it first, and then I went back and then typed in the Raccoon King or whatever it is that gives you all the force powers, yeah, so that you can just feel like the biggest like force boss and just go around and do absolutely everything you want. So, I yeah. I did that early. <laughs> I did that really early. Got all the force powers because it's like okay, that's the cool part of this game, you know? Like that's yeah. what, that's the shit that's new here, uh, and it did not disappoint. Hmm. Yeah. At the same time, having it mapped to, like, the the F buttons was a little awkward. It's one of those developments in gaming that you don't realize how much you miss. Like, pressing a button to bring up the power wheel and then select the power, and then then you can use it rather than having to, like, hotkey it each time. Uh, Um, Yeah, this game's a bit clunky to control. Oh, my God. It inverts inverts the Y axis of your, uh, like, mouse to start, which is, like, the weirdest, like, thing. Why does it do that? And then putting a jump on your right mouse click that's like the default setting like what what like so when i first booted up this game i was playing on stream and i had uh, a guy in the chat who like was just expert in the game he actually made some some user maps for it and he told me like initially before i even moved he's like bind jump to spacebar and uninvert 
the camera controls. Yeah, that, so that was the first thing I did. I didn't play a second of this game with that that shit turned on. Yeah, I, I only made it like a minute or two and I was like, I have to dig in these menus and figure this out because it's just like, this doesn't feel right at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I had to customize my controls, not like extensively, but like a few of the major things I, I had to mess about with because this game just doesn't intuitively make sense to move about. Yeah, um, the fact that those yeah. features are there, though, that like the accessibility of that stuff, I do like that. Um, yeah, it they oh, made yeah. poor choices with their default settings, but they you correct it by um, having it be remappable. You know, even the even the menus are pretty damn clunky. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. Oh god. Uh, the other and thing. Also, if you take a oh sorry. No, go ahead. Alright, right, if you take a look at the map, so like not the one where you press tab and like it's right up as you're like running around. If you take a look at the map through the pause menu, it's just the it's the clunkiest map you could possibly imagine. It feels again super Star Warsy. It feels like uh, the map uh, when they're doing the trench run or the the yeah. preamble to the trench run in A New Hope. It feels mm-hmm. so much like that, but at the same time, it's impossible to figure out where you are or what you're doing. Absolutely, it's just like a green vector map. map. It's pretty fucking useless at times too dude there's a lot yes. of, there's a lot of really yeah. shitty stuff is like this that. game y'all how many times would you get lost in a map oh this constantly. All, constantly all the time all the time i have no idea where i'm going so ever. hard to navigate yes yes very much so i i use a guide almost from the onset because it's like mm-hmm. there's there's no reason to get lost in like i think it was the level where like you're inside a house for a majority of it, like you have to like break in from the outside. It's, like, yeah, yeah. Um, I I got so turned around in that place, and it's like you know what? It, it's not worth it. It's not worth being lost to not look at a guide. So I just played through the rest of it with a guide. Yeah, I I did the same thing for I think one of the, I think the space station level where yeah, basically all I had to do was find one little switch. But because of its location, because of the way it looked, it looked like just another part of like the flavor on the wall that yeah. was a whole bunch of other buttons. And so I just never saw it. And so I, in frustration, had to queue up a guide to see that, oh, it's this button that I've absolutely ignored every other single time because it looks mm-hmm. like everything else. Yeah. So stuff and like that was really frustrating. A lot of like weird inconsistencies with how the the map sort of functions. Like there's a lot of levels where you just approach a door, press the use key, it opens. But then there's other levels where like every single door has a like a switch nearby it, like not hidden, but like yeah. next to it. And it's never gonna tell you which one's which. Sometimes it doesn't really tell you if something's a door or not. And it's just it's yes, it's so inconsistent and poorly conveyed by the game, and it, it does make it pretty frustrating at times and that's something that i don't think the series ever really grew out of so i played i never played this game i never played dark forces one but i played uh jedi outcast and jedi academy there are the next two games in the series after this yeah um and those like they're still pretty hard to navigate they make it a bit more straightforward by like having consistent switch um models like from level to level so you're like you just are able to recognize them no matter where you are but like they're still really fucking hard to navigate and at least it's like jedi uh outcast or academy sorry the last one that's been made in the series at least had the decency to like give you different missions you could choose from and you didn't have to do all of them because some of those missions sucked ass and some of the like maps in this game suck so hard too yeah absolutely you're totally right yeah 
Um, uh, there was also a, a problem I found when navigating as well would be once you get Force Jump and you use it to explore the areas a lot better and find mm -hmm. all the secret areas in, sp in, in spots, uh, and then they get you doing key hunts basically in the later levels when there's there's some ledges or there's some corridors that look like you might be able to force jump into them to continue going on but then yeah it turns out that it's just basically a red herring or yep. a flaw in the level design and it, it, it's in a different direction but like i kept getting frustrated like oh, i can't make that force jump and it turns out i was yeah way off anyway but yeah that was another thing with the level design that i sort of had an issue with mm -hmm. um it's really easy to like fall and get a lot of fall damage or just like get a bad like string of encounters and yep. super low health and yep. it's like i was i'm not sure about you guys i was quick saving constantly constantly absolutely yep got to and then, like a few times i got into like a shitty situation because I, I would be like kind of low health just got through a tough area hit the quick save and then like the next door i open i just like get into an encounter that i just don't have the health to survive and then Situations like that is when I would start using using the cheat codes, kind of out of necessity, just to like give myself some health for those. Yeah. So those encounters. Um, can we talk about how dumb the NPCs are in this game? <laughs> like, yeah. What, they just like walk, they just walk around the levels, and it's like, oh, um, if I mistakenly kill you, then that makes me more dark side. <laughs> Great. Yeah. It's really dumb. It's really it's like dumb. The the morality in this game is just, just like random npcs like littered in the map amongst the enemies and if you kill them it makes you more dark side especially when there's a, a whole bunch of levels where they've got the, the like the, the ubiquitous big red canister that if you accidentally if it accidentally catches a straight laser or some splash damage um you'll blow up like seven of them and there just happens to be like mechanics nearby and so you accidentally go to the dark side uh, mm -hmm. instead of you know continuing along the light side path um yeah all the time happened to me so yeah yeah i like good thing that the um consequence for being light side versus dark doesn't feel like it's much you know like so it, it never like made me want to reload a save i accidentally killed or you know missed somebody you know yeah right which 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 ending did y'all get I think i got light side i didn't really kill many people same yeah i got the light side as well and then like i think if you you if you choose the light side direction anyway like i just can bring myself to kill jan ors like it just all of a sudden this right? choice comes out of, out of nowhere and you're like oh they've had nothing but like positive interactions and there's like clearly some charm between the actors and now you're just like ah, yeah kill her and you can get dark side powers it's like ah this doesn't feel narratively consistent yeah yeah, but I mean, like game game made at this time having multiple endings, pretty damn cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it's like one of those, one of those like morality endings in a video game where it's either like, it's kind of like Bioshock, where you're the like the saintliest, bestest person in the world, or you're just the worst child murdering, like friend betraying asshole. Yeah, yeah. No shades of gray. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Nope. Um. Speaking of shades, the music, that's a... Fucking what? That's not, that's not a transition. What transition that? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. That's a real... Like, I... <laughs> Shit, I don't know. Well, yeah, the music and the sound design in this game is phenomenal because they just copy and paste stuff from Star Wars. Which, yeah, exactly. It's, it's... Great, great, 
great decision. Uh, John Williams soundtrack. They, yeah, can we uh, have that in more things? Please? Right. Like, you know, but all the little sound effects too, like the blasters and the lightsaber, uh, yeah. sound great. They sound great. Oh yeah. You don't have to touch that stuff. It's been perfect from day one, and this game knows it and just uses it. Yeah. And I'm so happy they did that because I cannot imagine what shit this game would sound like if they tried to make that all from scratch. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. It, it is, it, it's all pitch perfect too. Like it, there, mm -hmm. there's no sense of uh, like change between the sound effects or loss in the sound effect uh, between like the movie and the video game. Considering you know the video game looks as aged as it does. So yeah, mm -hmm. it was just so cool to hear all those sounds again. Um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, swimming sucks in this game. <laughs> I mean, swimming sucks in like every game from the like like every single water level, uh, or at least that I can remember, was hot garbage. So that the swimming in this continues to suck. It wasn't much of a surprise for me. I yeah. rage quit this game twice <laughs> because there are several portions where you have to like you're like the water rises up and you have to go down and like swim through an area, and I couldn't get Kyle to swim down. No matter what I did, he would stay at the very surface of the water. That dude didn't want to get his hair wet. And it took me <laughs> so long to say that I just I had to close the game and come back later. Same thing happened to me. I'm not gonna lie. It's same thing happened to me. No, yeah. <laughs> it's this, really uh, frustrating. I don't how do you do it? What's the series of controls you have to press? I think I just got lucky every time. Yeah, nobody You knows. gotta hold crouch. It's the yeah, it's the clunkiest means of making him dive because you can't just like point down at the water and start swimming down and, it's, you gotta hold and the game doesn't even yeah. tell you that though first. the game doesn't even yeah. try to tell you how it works it's just like well if you don't fucking know too bad <laughs> tough, tough, <laughs> tough shit. shit yeah tough shit man yeah but like i think all the movement in the game feels great other than that's, swimming, that's true. It's the sw good. the swimming is just so fucking bad. Oh my god! He's, he's a little floaty and slidey, which makes platforming a bit tricky. But that's just it's it's remedied by copious quick saves. Yeah, yeah. Some of the platforming, um, I found like when you're jumping towards like actually kind of halfway decently sized platforms or boxes everything's going fine it, it's platforms competently the, mm -hmm. whenever you're trying to do any sort of precision like actual precision jumping to like a nook or cranny or like a, a crag that's sticking out uh in the um like like their their canyon uh mm -hmm. then it gets really difficult and really finicky uh and it was it just seemed to make things really difficult I, mm -hmm. I felt like the, the inclusion of a third person mode though made it like uh, it does really help yes, it helps it a lot like that helps a lot and like the, the, sorry keep going no no no, no, no go ahead go so ahead. like I it, the force jump is so hard to use is it I'm not sure if I was using it right if it's just me but you basically hold like the use force button and like charge how much you want to jump and it's very vague and you just kind of have to get a feeling for it was there something I was missing? No, that's about right. It's a uh, yeah. It's very much an yeah. all or nothing jump. You can't that finesse the force jump. Kind of blows. Like that's one of the things that the later games did, which was great. Is that it's just like you just held down the jump button more to use more force jump. Yeah, that makes and that's sense. So much more intuitive and like yep. it 
it allows for like the precision a bit better than than this and like for that reason i would only use the force jump like every so often but i never went like secret hunting with it oh that was fun like going secret hunting with force jump actually um wasn't terribly clunky everything was yeah from from what i remember everything was pretty well laid out and it's not like you're trying to like make a jump onto a tiny little uh platform it's all like pretty clear and but, but maybe that's just me and my nostalgia taking over and forcing me to go and find all the secrets again yeah I, maybe mine is just me being shit at video games <laughs> dude, i i had no um no motivation to go secret hunting in this game i no, felt like i felt same. like they were just like they weren't put in like i guess it's just secrets in a lot of games like this i end up not finding all of them like it's it's fun for me to happen upon them but i'm not like yes. oh my god i missed a couple i need to go back i'm like nope that's not that's not me but i like that's not me in a lot of video games but this one in particular you know. Yeah, yeah, that was the same with me. Uh, when I was playing it on stream with people who like played the game before, they were adamant. You gotta get, you gotta get the secret. You gotta get every secret. You missed, you missed the secret back there, Jake. You have to go back and get that secret you missed. Get every, get every secret in the game. Come on, Jake, like a... get the secrets. <laughs> well, they they tie the the stars for your force powers to secrets, right. which like you know you rewards get... exploration. Which like I, I get what they're doing, I hate it. but at the same time, some of the secrets are just so obtuse that it's just like I don't care. And at the same time, I never was want for force upgrade points i was i was doing just fine and dandy with them without going secret hunting yep yep big i don't know i just think people like played this game when they were younger and they sunk a hundred hours into it and found every single secret and now they just they they need to get every secret like (laughs) 20 years later (laughs) yeah i i would watch a speedrun of this for sure like this movie Nuts. Actually, yeah. speedrun would be really cool. Yeah, because like uh, they uh, they did one of the most recent GTQ. And oh, really? One, I think 2018. Um, real, real cool. Because what I like to do is I like to show people who like don't know speedrunning. I'd like to find like the games done quick run through of like their favorite game. Yeah. And this is my friend David's favorite game, so I made him watch a run through of this, and he was just like in awe the entire time. So big recommend on the the speedrun of this game. Yeah. Cool. I Especially, I could that. imagine how like definitely they utilize force speed to just whip around the level. Yeah, uh, would be really something to watch. Mm-hmm. If like it feels loose, but it feels like so quick, and it's like man, if you could land the jumps and you can like find the the optimum pathways in this game, I bet it feels really good. Mm-hmm. Um, like running through a Sonic level. Ugh. Yeah. Sonic. Sonic. A uh, Sonic. Uh, 2006 level. Oof! No, no, I take back my yeah, uh, yeah. Hey, did you guys fuck with the multiplayer at all in this game? I I didn't, but nah. Did you? I vaguely back in the day? remember. Uh, no, uh, I yeah, vaguely remember doing some back in the day. Uh, but yeah, it it didn't stick out to me like the multiplayer games I played back then. Like uh, uh I think Unreal. I've been playing around the same time. Even yeah. A couple of years later. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, it seems cool because you can. You, it seems cool because you could use the lightsaber. So it's like lightsaber fights. Like fuck yeah! Like that's mm-hmm. that's cool. But like in practice, like especially like in some of the, boss, the boss fights in this game where you're yeah. doing the lightsaber shit. With your diversity of moves. Yeah, no, they get yeah. It's a clunkosaurus rex. That's for sure. Yeah, um, that's another thing. Like spam, 
spamming no. force protection so that you don't yeah. get absolutely oh, marked and, so and and uh the, the one bad thing about the lightsaber is that it feels like it has a range of all of like th like two feet yeah like you have to be right next to the guy for, uh, in order for the hit detection to go off with yep. the lightsaber mm -hmm. it feels like and that was modestly uh, uh you know concerning and, and sort of took me out of it yeah pretty big uh wind up animation too yep yes tough to get the get the like the timing down on the running and like when the hitbox is active yes especially since you know those boss fights are just you circling around like straight circling around the guy yeah. trying to like time it <laughs> right doing like a big oval like right next to the boss <laughs> just like doing a drive-by slashing then running around staying out of their their attacks waiting for your cooldown on your attacks so you can come around and do it again yes yeah, lightsaber on blaster combat, great. The yeah, deflecting uh, you know, uh, blaster lasers feels Pre good. Yes. But yeah, the instant you get uh, uh, lightsaber on lightsaber combat, it's like whew. It's a, mm -hmm. it's a snooze. Yeah. It's a snooze. Yeah, um, that's something that's definitely more interesting in the later games. Uh, they really make that a focal point of that engine in the in the two later ones, and it's actually pretty dang cool. Some of the best, like I think jedi v jedi combat that star wars has been able to do i i've heard that about that game that it's, it's pretty cool yeah likewise yeah um you guys ready for verdicts here we got anything else we oh, want to yeah. talk about oh i'm ready oh well jake you seem very eager why don't you uh go ahead bud uh i'm sorry hey i don't like this game oh shit really uh this game frustrated the hell out of me um, there was definitely a whole lot of fun in it, but uh, more than that, I just wished I was playing uh, either Jedi Outcast or Jedi Academy, and actually mm. playing this game did get me to play a little bit of Jedi Academy again. I have it on my PC, and it it's it controls better, it looks better. The kind of Jedi like the lightsaber combat is a whole lot more fun. So if like you're curious about this game or like have some nostalgia for it and like want to go back, I would. I would recommend some of the later, later games in the franchise, uh, either Jedi Outcast or Jedi Academy. Yeah. Uh, this one, this one, did a lot for me. A lot of cool stuff there. Love the FMV, and it's definitely got like the that like hist. I think historical importance to it, but just not enough to like make me like it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting because um, hey, I like this game. Like I didn't. Uh have that touch point of uh the, the the next games in the series as you know oh this is a better version of it like i yeah, came two of us i i came into this game um not expecting much um but i actually enjoyed quite a bit of it and like like i said the how fast it moved and like being able to get through some levels when you're using a guide right you can like really zip through uh the force powers are cool like the fmv the fmv cutscenes they <laughs> they oscillate wildly between being amazing and like the cringiest thing you've ever seen and it's like that's like right in my wheelhouse that's like <laughs> it's like right there it hits me right in there and you know what there's something about star wars right now that feels really good like i'm i'm re-watching or i'm watching the the clone wars uh, animated series right now and it's like star wars just feels really good so um i think that's part of like why i'm really enjoying this game right now but it, this definitely hey i like this game um 
I'm just gonna replace. It's a hey, I like this game with you know sort of a caveat. Uh, if if you're super nostalgic about Star Wars, you know, give it a try, and you know you'll probably find something here to love because the game, uh, even with all its faults, still oozes charm. Whether or not it's from uh, the the levels, the sound, the FMV, uh, everything, it has everything going for it. Um, but yeah, at the same time, some things have not aged well. Uh, there's a lot of auto-aim, which you know is a good and bad thing because it, aiming is kind of clunky. But yeah, like I like this game, but if you don't have sort of uh, the nostalgia for Star Wars that I do, you can probably skip it, with the caveat that you should probably go check out the FMV videos on YouTube yes. regardless, because yes. those are an absolute joy. Exactly. Like, I can't recommend playing this game to every person, but I can recommend going and watching the string of FMV cutscenes. <laughs> I can definitely recommend that to anybody, because it's just delightful. It's just great. Um all right. Well, there we go. Winner by split decision. Oh, yeah, I like that game. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah, so there's always be a tiebreaker for this kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, ben, this was super fun. Thanks for thanks for the recommendation. This was not on any of our lists, and I'm glad that we played it. So mm-hmm. kudos kudos to you, sir. No, yeah. Thanks for inviting me on. Um, yeah, the story behind this for me was I went and saw The Force Awakens a couple years ago, and I downloaded it to my. Uh, and then because I didn't like The Force Awakens as much, I thought it was just competent, and I wanted to revisit, you know, that old Star Wars. I downloaded this game and then just never got around to it. So thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to finally go back and do that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, I'm just going to throw the thank you at you one more time for the donation. That's why we did this episode for the uh, donation to uh, to NAMI, the uh, National Alliance on Mental Illness. That's right, right? You got it. Yes! <laughs> um, but yeah, super important cause, so yeah, thank you for supporting it. Um, yeah. So, Jake, do you want to um, know what we're playing next? Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna try to sneak in another uh, spooky episode this this Halloween season. Yeah, we're trying to you know stretch out, limber up a little bit, put on your favorite Hawaiian shirt. So we're gonna go for a limbo. Yes, yes. Here, let me let me let me read this uh, email from a fan because this was a fan requested game. So it just says, "Hey, uh, I just wanted to say I love the podcast. Stumbled upon y'all when I was looking for the Grandia Two original soundtrack on Spotify. I was cracking up at the episode. Your view was spot on. Uh, Would you be interested? Would be interested to hear your thoughts on Limbo if you get a chance." Thanks for making this awful train ride from bumfuck upstate New York significantly better, more or significantly more interesting with your podcast. Best Scott, look at that, love it. So Limbo is what we're playing. Super excited for it. Have you ever played this game, Jake? I have never played this game. No. Ben, what about you? Have you played this game? Oh, I have. I've beaten this game. You are in for a treat. It is moody. It is dark. It is very spooky. And yeah. Uh, Definitely, definitely, definitely will have some nightmares uh, influenced by this game. Perfect. Good stuff. Perfect. I need, more, I need more nightmares now. That's what I'm really laughing <laughs> at this point in my life. <laughs> right, yeah. As if our current existence wasn't nightmare enough. Right, exactly. Like, if you want to retreat into a... I, I guess this would be a better nightmare. At least, like... At least it looks pretty. <laughs> there are some creepy-ass spiders in this game, too. So if oh. spiders are not your thing... Um, yeah, they're they're about to really not be your thing. Perfect. Uh, well, catch that next time on. Hey, I like that game. Uh, and as always, 
Jake, live love or <laughs> live laugh love. Everybody, <laughs> you know what? Just live laugh love. <laughs> let's try. Let's try it again. Hold on. Hmm. Uh, Jake, live life passionately. Love each other unconditionally. And play video games. Thanks, everybody. Bye, everybody. Thanks. We see ya. We're out of here. <laughs>Hey there, folks. Tony here. Thanks for listening to the podcast this week. If you like the show, consider dropping us a rating and review on whatever platform that you're listening to this on. You know, every little bit helps. Uh, we are also streaming regularly on Twitch now. Uh, come hang out and join in on the nonsense live Monday, Tuesday, and Thursdays every week with a bonus uh, stream tossed in there for good measure every once in a while. Make sure to hit that follow button on the Twitch channel to join the Coops Club.